Hello and welcome back to Take Two. We're your hosts. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Stacy. And today we are talking about our favorite and least favorite therapists in the media. And if the way therapists are depicted in the media actually has an impact on how people view therapy. And then we're going to leave you with a little tidbit on how to make sure you're getting the most out of therapy. Yeah, and how to find a therapist that is a good match for you. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And before we start talking about our favorite and least favorite, mm-hmm. I just wanted to give the people a little behind the scenes look. Um, this is what I showed up with today as my notes for oh, this episode. Okay. So if you're listening, there's literally no words in my notebook. Do you want me to pull mine? And I would like you to show the people your notebook. Okay. And I will count the pages. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, six, seven. No, six, six. Six. Six full, like not a little notebook, full pages for those listening. Yeah. Of notes for this podcast episode. Just a little. And it works. It works. It works for us. You know us. what? Yes. It works for us exactly. Because yes. I come in with no plan and you come in with a lot of information. And in the middle of there, it, it happens. It we all, can make it happen. The magic happens. Yes. Yes. Okay. I just Talk want- about shrinking. Okay. Okay. So I started watching the show. It's on Apple. Jason Segal plays a therapist. And he wrote it too, I think. Did he? Yeah. I think it's so well done. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And it's obviously, we'll get into it, not a very realistic portrayal of a therapist, but yet it's very entertaining and I think it straddles the line of comedy mm-hmm. and drama so nicely. Yeah. And it does bring up a lot of issues, you know, a lot of emotional is- issues, like there's a PTSD client, there's a client struggling with a relationship. There's grief for the therapist and showing that the therapists have issues too and just kind of watching Mm -hmm. them interact with each other I like. Yeah. But even before we get into our lists, I will say one thing that I found really interesting, you know, we talk a lot about the balance of listening and allowing your client to lead progress and giving advice and it's like a a dance with that. Um, But what was interesting was when Jimmy, Jason – he uh, had the client whose husband was abusive. Yes. And, you know, we were always taught, like, don't tell someone to leave the person. And I think the show depicted exactly why you don't do that. Because right. then she didn't leave him and she was hiding it from him. So. Yeah, because it might make the client feel bad. Yes. Or start to not want to be upfront with you, which sometimes is a hard thing because mm-hmm. you do want to reflect and share, but you never want somebody to feel like they're disappointing you right. because you're the therapist and we're not here to judge. We're here to help no matter yeah. what. But that's an interesting point. Right? Yes. So that's just something that I just thought of. Yeah. But let's go through the our likes first. Let's go start okay. with the positive. Let's okay. start with the positive. So our top draft picks have to be from Shrinking. So who did you draft from Shrinking for your top Oh, pick? I picked Gabby. Yeah. I like her energy. I like the way that she interacts with her clients. And I think she's thoughtful and funny. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like her in general. I, she was my number two. I was really she? like her. Okay. Yeah. Who was but your my number one was uh, Dr. Paul. You know, I think maybe it's because I'm a therapist. Like, I like the idea of an older man, not, not the man part, but an older person yeah. who's had a lot of experience <laughs> in the field. Yeah. And I feel like he's so insightful. And I like the way he talks to Jimmy's daughter. And I like the way that he, even though that's not therapy, and the way that yeah. he, um, I don't know if you remember the scene when they're in, like, the, not, is it the pool house or the shed? Oh, where like the back Jimmy house lets where his the client, client live, which we don't do no, that. Never, if yeah, you, no, never ever. So unethical on so many levels. But how Doctor Paul interacts with the client who's living with Jimmy. Yeah, I, he did really I think he's job. a wise. He's just mm-hmm. a wise older figure. Got a lot of years of experience. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, who's your number two draft pick? I picked the therapist Nisi, she, played by Nisi Nash in the show Never Have I Ever. 
It's a Netflix show, and I love that show too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good show. And I liked her because I thought that was a pretty accurate – it's hard to find an accurate portrayal yeah. of therapy. Yeah. And I thought in terms of, you know, as much as they could do, they showed multiple ses- sessions. It was a pretty big part yeah. of the show, which I liked. I think it was realistic. I think she was um, – had the right amount of reflection, pushing on her, mm-hmm. giving tools. I just thought overall she's a good representation, and I like her energy and her rapport – which we will get to how important that is. I like that one. I didn't even think of that one. I have um, – I don't know how – do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I did. Okay. Yeah. But Joe's therapist, so she went to like a treatment facility. Okay. And I really like the tangible tips her therapist gave her. So like she's having a panic attack and her therapist teaches her how to like go through – and something that you know. So she acts like she's getting ready for surgery to like, you know, take your brain yeah. out of the panic and into something else. So I liked some of those pointers because I also think then viewers watching the show could take that away. I agree with you. And that's part of what I think never have I ever too, that therapist gives tools. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times if you haven't been in therapy, you might think of therapy as just how are you feeling? How does that make you feel? Which yeah. I laugh when I say that because I sometimes do say that <laughs> in, in my sessions. And I'm like, okay, this is yeah. cliche. But yeah, just seeing there are actionable tools mm-hmm. that we give people. Yes. So I like that. My third, I couldn't really find one in media that I like loved, but my third draft, I'm just skipping over yours. My third yeah. draft is Brene Brown. Yeah. Is that yours too? I, we have, I listed her yeah. as a, yes. Yeah. I, have a, I know I have, she's not in media, she's not in a show, like she's not a character, but yeah. she's like a well-known therapist. Well, she has that, an HBO show, and I yeah, know we talked about true. that, so I that's questioned, true. could I put that, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think put, we can count her. Okay, okay. Okay, now to the good part, our least favorite. Yeah, this do you want, e- this do you want me easier. to start, or do you want to start? Um, I can start. So I haven't watched this show in a while, but Mad Men, I was oh, having I to do some recall, show. but it yeah. was a really old school, psychoanalytic type of therapy mm-hmm. where they would like lay on the sofa and just only talk about their feelings. And it was a little bit misogynistic too. Because yeah. I think I remember at one point the therapist actually talked to the husband about what the wife had revealed in therapy. Yes. And it's like, no, we don't do that's a, that's a huge that's the huge but deal. That's breaker. how it used to be. Therapy's come a long way. But remember I mean Back in your day, no I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I remember. No, I remember. Do you, I remember that in school we learned a lot about how they used to – it was the husband's right to know what the wife was saying That's in crazy. therapy. That's awful. So, yeah, that was kind of the depiction. That's like such a counterproductive – In Mad Men. To therapy. I know. And then even just like laying where you're not looking, I, the whole feels setup a little vulnerable. of that. Like, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the therapist is just the like – um, Sounding board almost. Yes, in the total authority. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't feel like there's any like walking beside you or supporting you. Yeah, so, I don't like that. Yeah, even though I haven't seen it in a while, Mad Men, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Mine is 13 Reasons Why, the school counselor. Okay. I can appreciate them trying to show that not every therapist maybe is helpful. Um, but I had strong feelings about like this is a show predominantly watched by teens. Okay. There's no, like, okay, if you're going to show a bad counselor, can we also show a good counselor? Like, there was no, you know. That's a good point. Because, like, then Because it, a lot of people that age saw it, and does that yes. inform and as we, what well, they, th- well, we're yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah. But exactly, if they saw that. Would, then I wouldn't go to my school, if that's my only. So tell me, because yeah. you know I never okay. saw it. I heard a lot about it. I just didn't feel like it was something, it seemed really stressful to me. I probably should have watched it. Maybe yeah. I will. But tell me, what was it that yeah. was bad? And now, it's been a while since I watched it, too, so I might be 
misquoting specifically, but essentially she like goes to the school counselor and he's like, his phone's ringing. He's not very engaged. Like he's got personal stuff going on that he's bringing into the session. And at the same time, she's like trying to report um, a sexual assault or rape that had happened to her. And he's like kind of questioning her like, well, did it happen? Were you drinking? And just all the things that we've been taught not to do. So it's not even like, oh, this just isn't a therapist who cares. It was like to the point of... You, like that he's is, invalidating her experience. Yeah, like that's malpractice to me. Oh, that's pretty So bad. for me, I'm just like, it's such a harsh, bad therapist mm-hmm. that if I was a teen and I was struggling, then that might make me be like, why yeah. would I go tell my school counselor? Right. It would have been nice. I see what yeah. you're saying, to have a balance because yes. kids that age that were watching it are yeah. younger. And if this is going to make them think, oh, no, I don't want to share because people aren't going to believe me mm-hmm. or I'm going to be made to feel bad, yeah. why would you want to go to therapy? Where I do understand – like. My clients have shared with me many horror stories of like, oh my gosh, why is the therapist doing that? But I think like when you're going to have that much influence, you've got to show some hope. I agree. I okay. agree. Number two. My number two is not necessarily within a, a narrative show, but I said Dr. Phil. Be- oh, you don't love you don't I hate Dr. I dislike Dr. Okay. Phil a lot. I'm with you on this one. This is my number two as well. Slowly oh creeping for number one. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, and I do want to say, I don't think he's out there as a representation of what we do. You know, he's not a therapist sitting in a therapy Mm -hmm. office. I think he's clearly there for entertainment and to provide maybe advice more so. But I think if you thought your therapist was going to be that strong or maybe that judgmental, again, if that is your perception of therapy – no, mm-hmm. you know. I think Dr. Phil exploits, like he takes people who are struggling mentally and makes money off of them. And I think he can re-traumatize them. I think it's like, it, it reminds me of like the Jerry Springer show. Like I feel like he's just doing harm. And I know he got in trouble for having a dual relationship Yeah, um, with a client. So that right there is like such a red flag where he had a client and then had her working for him. Yeah. And then was like encouraging her not to take other jobs. Like you're not like that's so unethical. So so there's some I have a hard lines. Blood. Yes, yeah. And I think the point is, you know, even looking at okay, it's a little bit different than in office therapy. Yeah. One of the most important things in therapy is that somebody feels safe. Yes, and yes. I just don't see a world where even up on that stage, like that, there's a lot <laughs> of safety created. Not no. to say like he never has, but I think yeah. it doesn't really represent therapy. Yeah. What therapy is about? Nor yeah. do I think it would make somebody feel safe and want to go to therapy. Yeah. Okay. I think it does more harm than good. Okay. Okay. What else do you have? Okay. This is one that's not a character either, but I don't know. I made a TikTok about it, so you'll remember. Okay. Charlie D'Amelio's therapist. Oh, I saw that. Did you see me post about it? I did. Where she was trying to, like, be vulnerable and share how she felt, like, um, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And, like... She was just talking about her anxiety about posting and he like invalidated her completely and was like, well, you're, you know, you help people like my daughter likes or my, I don't forgot who he said, but someone young, his niece or whatever likes what you post. And it's just like, that's not, it was just. Okay. I do. I remember I that. like I'm not describing it well. Yeah. But so not like, it sounds like maybe he was trying to challenge her, but he didn't validate her and then challenge her thinking or he, she shouldn't have even been challenged. Let me, I'm going to pull I up the TikTok. It. I yeah, know. Yeah, I was going to say, I, let me pull it up. Oh, oh here it is. Oh, my daughter's a huge fan of you. Like after she had shared something vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. So it just seems like an inappropriate response. Right. Where it's like, I'm here because I'm stressed about 
being a content creator and you're just going to yeah. no, like it. I'm on board with that. Okay. I agree. Okay. Anyone else? You got anyone else? No, that's all I got. I got a lot more in the dislike, but I that's know, all I know. We drafted. did. Okay. So I think that What's that's- your, Do you have one more? Um, no. No? No. And all your pages of notes? Oh, no. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> see how helpful it is? Prince of Tides, which is older. You is. may not have seen yeah. it. It was Barbara Streisand. She actually has a sexual relationship- Yes, with a client. And that's just like a huge no-no. And I do think if you are basing your ideas Mm -hmm. of therapy on what you see in movies and shows, a lot of times there are these huge boundary crossovers, like letting someone live in your back, like pool house, like we (laughs) can't do that. Or having really like any type, you're not supposed to have an outside relationship, like no dual Mm -hmm. relationship and certainly not a sexual relationship. So that's kind of obvious, but I didn't know that. Yeah, no, yes. I don't know that one, but I could agree with you on that one. So it seems like we're seeing therapy and therapists depicted in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's negative. So the question is, does this impact how other people view therapy or coming to therapy? I would imagine so, but I know in your pages of notes you did some research. I did a little research, and it does. <laughs> it so, does? Yes, it does. I could see that. Yes, because some people you have to remember, this is, you know, we're in the world of therapy, but some people, that might be the only context that they have. Mm-hmm. So you see this show, it's a pretty negative experience, or you're being attacked, or you're being invalidated, yeah. or, you know, even worse, like some crazy personal boundary yeah. being crossed. I don't think it makes sense that that wouldn't lend to you wanting to go to therapy. And mm-hmm. in this study, there have been a couple studies, the positive shows, they do say that people are more likely oh. to seek therapy and feel more positive about it. So the media does impact mm-hmm. our views, and I think it might make it more or less likely. I'm curious, does it impact younger people more? Because I feel it, like they they're more easily impacted. Yeah, ex- okay. Yes, actually, one of them did say younger people so because sorry. you are so – Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, more tied to media or, yeah. or doing more of yeah. life through media. Yeah. So, so it makes sense. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And that reminds me of like – I remember when I'd have my TikToks and I'd make little nuanced videos of like me helping my client create a text to their ex or something. People are like, you can have your therapist do that? Or like, oh my gosh, I wish I had someone to help me with that. It's like usually they go to their friends for yeah. that support, which they can still. Right. But if they want our help, they can. So I think it's interesting to see people's reactions too of like they have such a skewed view of what therapy looks right. like. Right, providing insight into mm-hmm. what it could actually look like. Yes. And I mean, we've certainly moved away, I think, most people from the laying on the couch and somebody being behind you doing God yeah. knows what. Do you know what I mean? You walk in and that's the session, I'd be a little I mean, yeah, unless you're skeptical. really looking to get like a yeah. Freudian analysis, which yep. maybe there's still a small percentage, but that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Like how casual it can be yeah. in terms of sharing. Yeah. And that you can use therapy for so many different things. And so I think that weaves into our next piece of the biggest predictor of somebody getting the most out of therapy is your connection with your therapist. Yes. It's not what philosophy they're going off of or what kind of tools they use. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty well researched. Your rapport and your relationship with the therapist, it's the number one predictor of success. Yes. And I think a lot of people go to therapy and think of it like the medical field where you go, you listen to what the doc, you list your symptoms, you listen to what the doctor says, and you leave. Where therapy, it's a lot more working together. Yeah, it's a partnership. You know, and I think thinking about that, you have more control than you think or input into therapy than I think a lot of my clients realize. It can look a lot of different ways. Yes. And you as a client have a lot of control over that. Of what you want your treatment to look like. Yeah. Yeah. And so- We want to help for those who are in therapy, thinking about therapy, or just want to make sure they get the most out of therapy. So we're going to use our take two method. So um, 
I'll explain what that is in a second, but we're going to give you that to be able to use for the day before you go to therapy to really help to make sure this is what you're looking for. This is what you want and it is helpful. Yeah. And maybe even to zoom out a little bit the day before you go to therapy or maybe even as you're looking Mm -hmm. to contact a therapist. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it's hard to know Mm -hmm. when you pull up maybe psychology today and there's 15 options. Yes. How do you know? Yeah. So, okay. Why don't you start? So the take two method. So... T, time, A, awareness, K, knowledge, E, engage. So T, time. We're taking two minutes. Everybody can do two minutes before bed, when you're in the shower, even like when you get there early. If you're an anxious person who arrives early, sitting in your car before that intake session or before therapy. So take that two minutes, get out a notebook, like actually write it down or in your phone notes. And we're going to build that awareness. So how have you been feeling what have your thoughts been sounding like? What have your been? What have your behaviors been like for the week? And I think that's so helpful when somebody comes in and they have written something down, mm-hmm. even through the week. Like I know, take two, maybe they can gather it and mm-hmm. summarize. But I think you forget, and yes. sometimes on any given day, it's like, oh, I feel great, and then I forget the whole week, and yeah. then you know, I end up getting attacks like, oh my gosh, and this happened too. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. Definitely. And that's where a lot of my clients, I usually start to ask them to create a phone notes for therapy and have them just write stuff down. Even if they don't think it's important, they pull it up at the start of session, they look at it and they're like, oh, no, no, that's all. Do this. I think it's so but helpful. But they have voiced to me that that's been really helpful for them to get more out of therapy. Yes, agree. So building awareness of how you've been feeling or whether it's throughout your week, like you said, or about therapy. Knowledge. So what do you want to learn about? Like we said – if we're giving the example of for your week, like what questions might you have for your therapist or what things might you want to learn about? Like, why did I do this? Or why am I feeling like this? Or why did I react like this? Where if you're using this to find a therapist, knowledge might be learning about the different types of therapy that exist. Yeah, because even though rapport and relationship is the most important, it can look really different Mm -hmm. if a therapist does psychoanalytic, that's going to look really different than maybe like what we call DBT, which is a very direct, actionable behavior-focused therapy. Mm -hmm. So it does matter, you know, I think do your homework and kind of decide in general what you're looking for, and then you can narrow down, you know, your therapy or if you're interviewing therapists, which I think you you should. Yes. And that's the engage part. So what are we going to do about this? And I love the idea of if we're trying to get stuff out of therapy, what are our goals? Or if yes. you're looking for a therapist and you're trying to figure out if this is the right type of therapy or if this is the right type yes. of therapist for you, you are you have those questions ready or that list of things like, what am I looking for in a therapist? Yeah. And we talk a lot. Like we've been to probably 10 therapists combined. <laughs> no, not that many, but a lot yeah, of different therapists, therapists yes. right? And so we always talk about too, like I remember we would talk about one therapist like super validating and that feels good, but sometimes we want more skills and yes. some therapists who aren't as warm and And validating. I think that's a good question to ask. And I like to ask people that when we start, mm-hmm. are you looking more for reflection or are you wanting more skills? And I think generally you get a combination, but sometimes there are people that are like, I really want some skills and I want to be out of here. And then there are some <laughs> yeah. people that it just feels really good to them yes. to reflect every week. And then when a skill is necessary, you throw it in. Yeah. But I think that's good to know. And I think that's good to know. And you might not know till you get there. But you know what yeah. I mean? In thinking about it, I think it will help you maybe select people to interview mm-hmm. or even going into a therapy session to be like, okay, today I really need this. Yeah. And it's, it can change over – right. Absolutely. Your point, it can change absolutely. over time. It's very fluid. And I think just to make sure it's, – it's one hour a week. So it's mm-hmm. to make it the best use of your time. Yeah. And we want it to be valuable. And yes. obviously you do, right? We do the best work with the more information yeah. we have. 
Yes. Okay. I love a um, Snapchat screenshot from a fight or something. It's just my favorite. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like you yeah. said, because it is really nice to actually be able to see and like be involved in it. So Yes, yeah, definitely. I think that's important. Oh, my gosh. I think that's helpful. I think I should do that too before therapy. I know. <laughs> right? Yes. Like we got to practice what I've we been preach. before like, wait, which, what am I going to yeah. talk about? And a good therapist too will help you. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think you're never going to be just sitting there. Even if you feel like you don't have anything, if you throw some yeah. things out, like they'll pull it out of you. But And that's a good point to be, make that a lot of people tell me, do I have to have a diagnosis to go to therapy? Like therapy's for anyone and it, it's for whatever you want to work on. So even if you're like, oh, I know I need to go to therapy for some trauma stuff, but I'm not ready. Yeah. You can still go and like learn how to manage the way that it's impacting you or learning how to l- learn about trauma. Like you don't have to. Agree. It's not like a cookie cutter well, and even, thing. Yeah. And I mean, even preventative, just thinking, okay, this isn't a big deal, but this is on my mind or this mm-hmm. is a way that I want to be better. Yes. You know, like yes. I've talked to a therapist about like, okay, what would help confidence in certain areas of mm-hmm. my life? Because maybe I'm really confident in this one area, but in another area, I don't feel it. Yeah. So I think a therapist can be great for a lot of different yeah. things. I love that. So take two before your therapy appointments. Yes. Um, I do have to – I have to admit that what? this is like moving way on. Okay. <laughs> I have to admit. Like, wait, what? When you did not know how to silence a phone call last session. Uh-huh. Last podcast, you mean? Yeah. Last, oh, yes. See, I'm in therapy brain. Mm-hmm. Um, when you did not know how to silence yeah. a phone call, I did tell you the wrong button. You so did. I'll admit I was making fun of you. So I was mocked. <laughs> Okay, dramatic. A little bit. <laughs> no, you a little bit. Okay, you were mocked. And then when you were I made fun of a little bit. It was just okay. That's okay. But then when I found out you told me the wrong thing, did I really was I excited? Then about was that? I mocked? Yeah. A little. A, a little, little bit. bit. A little bit. So <laughs> so just so the people know. But yes. I will I do want to tell you this. What? It's been kind of life changing actually. Has it? No, I'm not even kidding. Do you know the amount of times like I will have my AirPods in. Well, we got to give some context. So oh, okay, if you yeah. didn't hear last week. So we were doing the all, podcast. Our, our practice has 11 therapists, but Stacy and I like to be in the know of everything. So Stacy, I have ADHD that's, well, just means I have struggle with answering emails and phone calls. So Stacy handles all the emails and phone calls. What an angel. Find a business partner like her. And then, um, see, I mock and I compliment. I know. It's good balance. <laughs> um, but so we get we both get we all get calls, calls to our Main phone. Street. They ring on our phones. Yeah. So you can imagine as you're like doing listening to podcasts or doing your daily activities, we get a lot of interruptions. I can see how it interrupts, and so I'm shocked that for three years you have no. just been letting it ring. So it was ringing, and she said, "Just click it off." But instead, I picked it up and then hung up on them because I didn't know that you could just click it. Because I thought if you did that, it wouldn't go to voicemail. You thought it would just I thought it was just end like, it, You thought what would happen is what you did instead? Exactly. <laughs> answered and hung up? Exactly. <laughs> okay. So it has been so I, nice. I, I track the logic. I track yeah, the logic. No, you're following. Mm-hmm. You're following. Mm-hmm. It has been so nice to be listening to my podcast and not – I would literally let it ring in my ear like six <laughs> times. And now I just go, talk to you later. Look at you. So the mocking is worth it. Whiz. And, you know, you weren't right, but you did teach me okay. something. So. All right. I'll take the credit. I appreciate it. Yes. Um, also, I was in Texas this weekend. Yes. And I really – I got some really cute cowgirl boots. I was thinking did I might you? wear them next week on the pod. Ooh. I want to yeah. see. Okay. I have a pair of, like, fringe boots from Nashville. 
Do you? We could do it. We could start should we do a theme? little? We should do a little text. A theme. A theme week. <laughs> okay. That I love good. it. We should. All right. Anything else you want to no, let the people know? I think that's good. I mean, just an overview. And if you guys have any questions about finding a therapist or going to therapy. Or send us, please, Therapist Media that you like or dislike. And we could talk. We could do a little like. Oh, uh, we could do even more. Our thoughts on them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or if there's certain topics you guys want. I would love to hear that. Yeah. Us yeah. to talk about. Okay. Well, thanks right. for tuning in to Take Two. Thank you, you can guys. find us on social media. And you created the Instagram page. I know. Now I'm thinking what it's called. Take Two Pod. Take Two Pod on TikTok and Take Two Pod on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So find more content there. Yes. Thank you. Are going to do your double wave? <gasps> Bye. <laughs> the OGs will know that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Take Two Podcast. Lindsay and Stacy are licensed therapists, but they aren't your therapists, and this podcast is not therapy. Production assistance is provided by Bird Blue Creative at bird.blue.